The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Owers from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab on He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Cuts back. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. It is Tuesday, October 8th, and you're listening to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown. I'm Tanner Lee, here along with Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler. How's it going tonight, How's it going tonight, fellas? <laughs> oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I was. I thought it was Monday for a second, and I was going to be. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Another week, another loss. <laughs> More injuries. Another, yeah. I, I feel like we can say the um, pretty much the exact same thing, just substitute a different opponent in, and just call it a podcast. But um, yeah, at least this. So we're least, done, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> at least this week was somewhat reasonable, and I mean the number twelve team in the country when Purdue's kind of limping in on second string quarterback and a lot of injuries. So I mean, kind of going in, I didn't have a whole. High expectations, unlike the weeks before where Purdue teams that Purdue should be competing with and aren't. So, covered the spread, and after they opened up scoring on the first four drives, and it was twenty-eight zero. I thought they were. Gonna, I thought it was. Gonna, I was going to be an Auburn game. <laughs> I thought it was going to be worse. I was thinking a hundred. Um, it was. It was bad, man. It's. Uh, Penn State's good. I would say they're right up there with Ohio State as the most most athletic team in the Big Ten. Um, I still think Ohio State – I honestly think Ohio State is right up there with Bama as the best team in the country. I, I think they're really, really good. Um, I shockingly heard Paul Feinbaum even say that this morning on ESPN, who Paul Feinbaum hates the Big Ten but actually said State might be the best team in the country. I was floored. I hate Paul Feinbaum, but – Paul Feinbaum is – I think if I had a list of five sports figures on TV, I'd want to punch in the face. He'd be on that list somewhere. Maybe we'll get him on the show, Tim. Let's do it. He would He would rip the Big Ten and Purdue in pieces. <laughs> I still remember when he said Jeff Brom was a done deal for the SEC two years ago. So, yep, good times, good times. Yeah. But uh, Purdue covered the spread. I was actually pretty encouraged in the second half on what I saw on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball <laughs> – not so much. Uh, I mean, when when you get sacked, I'm shocked it was only ten sacks. <laughs> like more than that. Yeah, uh, it was ten sacks. It's hard to move the ball. 
Purdue hadn't gave up that many sacks since an 0-1 matchup at Michigan, um, which is hard to believe with some of the lines Daryl Hazel had too that they never gave up 10 sacks. But I I know Penn State was one away from their school record. They had 11 against Illinois in 99 because they kept flashing that on the TV. Well, and thank know, gosh we didn't get that. Uh, Clayton Duffy of 101.7, the hammer, uh, on the Hammer Down show in the afternoon, he was – tweeting at the Big Ten, trying to figure out if that's a Big Ten record, if 11 is a Big Ten record for sacks in the game, but I didn't see the response. So It was ugly. Uh, Purdue even tried to switch guys around. They switched McCann to uh, tackle. They switched some guys inside to guard. They played a rotation of eight or nine different linemen, and it just no combination worked. But once again, they're just playing a really superior athletic defensive line. Um, yeah, I think it was right early in the game. McCann, because I've noticed McCann was that tackle, and he just got whooped yeah. on the line. Yeah. It was, and he's one of our you know most experienced guys, and that's what I knew it was. <laughs> well, I figured it was gonna be bad. Didn't have a chance. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Shaka Tony himself, we I think raised his draft stock by at least two rounds. He had <laughs> he had he had three sacks on his own um, in the first half. Yeah, uh, he was he was ridiculous. Yeah, he had three of their uh, ten sacks. They had quite a few half sacks. It looks like too. So, yep, it was a uh, ugly day for the Boilers. Uh, Sean Clifford uh, was twenty for twenty nine, two hundred sixty four yards, three touchdowns. But Purdue did force him into a pick. Uh, Noah Kane had one hundred and five yards on the ground on only twelve carries. Um. And then receiving, uh, Johan uh, Dotson had two catches for 79 yards. Well, he took a slant. Well, it wasn't even a slant. It was more just a cross, a cross over the middle to the house. Um, and I was surprised they uh, kept uh, K.J. Hamler in check with three catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. He scored their first touchdown of the game. And every time he caught a punt, I was nervous he was going to take it to the house. But luckily, he was trying to make too much happen every time he caught a punt. We could usually make him uh, lose some yardage. But, um, yeah, just uh, definitely a game to forget. But 35-7, Nittany Lions. And uh, Purdue, like I said, at the start of the show, couldn't come away injury-free. Very first play of the game, Jordan Rucker, I believe is his name. Got hurt on the kickoff. The poor guy's supposed to start for first time in his career as a freshman. Gets hurt on the kickoff. Brom said yesterday in his press conference he's out a while. That's all he said. Anthony Watts got hurt in the third quarter, I believe it was. Looked like he hurt his wrist or his arm. He's out a while. Brom said that. That was Brom's answer to every everything yesterday. Was, <laughs> yeah. Out a while. Out a while. Out a while. He doesn't really give you too much, which he doesn't need to. Uh, too much detail. Uh, but did you guys see the potential good injury news from practice notes today? Yeah, Tario and uh, Richie uh, Richie Worship were full pads. And I know and working. Yeah, I know. Brom said yesterday that we wouldn't see him this week, but they got to be getting close. Yeah, I, mean, if, I think it's got probably a conditioning point. But or from a conditioning I don't know. point. For Tario or for Richie, I feel like worship. I mean both. I mean, I mean worship. It's got to be like game speed. I would think that. I would hope is conditioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been rehabbing for a year and a half. It, but can you imagine trying to take a hit when you haven't taken a hit? Yeah, that long? just like, kind of getting mentally getting prepared. Used to it. 
Mm-hmm. Or taking a hit when you just broke your jaw like three months ago. <laughs> and you're a lot lighter than you were because yeah. they said he lost a ton of weight because he couldn't, you know, eat too much. Couldn't eat. Mm. Gosh, that would suck. <laughs> that would really suck. But uh, I just, you know, I've been texting with some other Purdue fans lately, and, you know, I haven't gave up hope yet on the season, even though I think Saturday's game, is, it's going to teeter one way or the other on Saturday's mm-hmm. game. I mean, if Purdue wants to make a bowl, they have to pull this one out. Um, but – if, if we could just get three or four of those 11 guys that were out Saturday healthy, it would really, really help. But, of course, a couple of them, like Marcus Bailey, that's not possible. Elijah Sindelar, probably, probably not possible. But I'm talking more of, of course, Rondell Moore. But uh, uh, Milton Wright, Jared Sparks. Uh, I want to say Lorenzo Neal, but I still don't know his situation. I've kind of gave up on him, to be honest. Um, it's a weird situation. Um, Has kind of another one. They haven't talked that much about Hopkins. Is he healthy? I know they said he's he's vomited like every single game. They <laughs> is he not healthy? Is he? I, uh, I know he he's been pretty quiet. I just think we just have. I just think we're not utilizing them. I don't think Plummer's really targeting the tight ends. Uh, I don't think he has yeah. time to. No, he doesn't. That's part. Yeah. So then, I mean, if now Rondell's out, I mean, you've got David Bell, a true freshman, and Hopkins is the options. And I mean, maybe defenses are keying on Hopkins, and then Plummer has two steps, and he's got to get rid of the ball. So there's no time to create space or get open for any of the receivers, Hopkins included. I just didn't know if you guys think he's actually 100 percent or not. I mean, I've been wondering that all year. Because I feel like after every game, you read that he was thrown up on the sideline or thrown up on the field or whatever, and yeah, I kind of wondered that a couple weeks ago. I definitely don't think he's 100%. Um, I know Braun made a comment Monday about they had plays specifically set up for the tight end, but they're having trouble getting separation right off the line, both Hopkins and Durham. just I don't know if that's you know a coverage scheme or what, but it's really disappointing when we look at Bryson Hopkins because I know all three of us, I think, in a true, true or false segment on our first uh, podcast, we all had him with like, 10 touchdowns and would be Purdue's leading uh, receiver in touchdowns. And he's, I don't know if he's, oh, he caught one against Vanderbilt, didn't he? I was going to say he hasn't caught one since Nevada, but he caught one against Vanderbilt. So, but yeah, his play is really uh, dwindled since game two. But uh, I liked what I saw out of David Bell and Ahmad Anderson. I thought they both played fairly well Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jackson Anthrop played well. I mean, he got the ball a lot more. Um, I mean, just something different. I mean, those were your three healthy options. It was unbelievable yeah. when I was listening to 96.5 WAZY, the pregame. Uh, and I heard that Sheffield and Wright were both out due to injuries in practice. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've had a string of curse words out loud hmm. by myself in my house like that. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. But I was just furious. Like, come on, football gods. Like, give us a break. Uh, and what are we doing to practice for all these guys to get hurt? What's our training staff doing? That's exactly. I know. <laughs> you know, it, it comes to the point we kind of got to ask those questions. I mean, I think it's more. I know of, we were asking the same question when we had the couple years where guys were tearing their ACL. I mean, Robbie, you had Marv, you had a lot of these key guys. And okay, what is our training staff doing or not doing that's leading to these? devastating injuries i mean i think it's fair to start questioning you know is it the, the guys not put enough work in the off season is it the uh, nutrition or the diet is it a uh, um training staff i mean are we just having too physical of practices like i don't know I, I really don't know or is it just bad luck 
That could be too. Did we uh, build this uh, football practice facility on a burial ground, Indian burial ground? <laughs> I mean, that was always the running joke for uh, the new uh, part of Mackey for a long time. But Man, but uh, I just hope a few of them can go. Milton Wright, it uh, sounded like he was 50-50 this week. Jared Sparks, I don't know if he's quite 50-50, but Brom kind of said too early to tell. Um, was there any update on Rondell? I know they said, like, they never heard, like, either, like, oh, yeah, last week, no, nah, it won't be Penn State. And they were like, oh, we'll know more, like, Tuesday or something last week. I never heard anything more, and I haven't heard anything this week. Uh, he never made a comment. The only thing I read, I read Brian Newbert on the message boards on Golden Black Illustrated said he thinks it'll be a couple more weeks. Hmm. I, I, I don't know what he means by a couple. I don't know if he means literally, like, could be back in – against Iowa, or will it be Illinois or Nebraska? I'm kind of starting to think, I don't know why, Nebraska. I don't, early November. Yeah, I, I would, I'm kind of with you, Tan. If it's not, if it's not this week, I, I mean, I could see Illinois, I yeah. guess. They do have, there's one more, yeah, there's one more buy in there, right? That's in November between the at Northwestern and at Wisconsin game. Yeah, yeah. So that's a couple months away. Yeah, yeah. It's still a little ways away, but uh, yeah, yeah. Purdue's got to get this one Saturday if they want to yeah. go six and six and make a bowl. I mean, it's, it's, it comes down to that. Maryland's a uh, five point favorite. Huh? I thought did it open up at like two mm-hmm. or did it, it was okay that's and that's maryland seen it. maryland with a backup quarterback correct yes, yes. Uh, this quarterback does have experience though um not much but he's got some no uh, tyrell uh, pigram he's 17 mm-hmm. for 27 on the year 171 yards one touchdown no interceptions i don't know if he played much last year or not i we didn't play maryland so i don't remember watching them too much because um, I know there's their original starter, Josh Jackson, he's a transfer from mm-hmm. Virginia Tech. Yeah. He hurt his ankle. Um, his numbers on the year, 70 for 137, 968 yards, 10 touchdowns, 4 picks. But he it looked like he hurt his ankle pretty bad against Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, uh, lucky us, this is a run-pass option offense. But I did read that this Pigram, I mean, he's only carried the ball. I mean, okay, I don't know how many – if he's before this, he's only had like five. He's run the ball like seven times, and only like and like four and like five of those were declared a scramble. They weren't uh, design play. So I don't know how much of a runner he is, or if the run pass option, how much he's going to factor in. But I don't know. Probably make it look like a make it look great, like they've been doing it his whole life or something this weekend. So it'll be fine. They do have one of the best uh, returning running backs in the Big Ten, and Anthony McFarland Jr. He's having a good season again this year. Sixty-two carries for three hundred thirty-six yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, that that was the number that kind of stood out to me. They also have a guy named uh, Javon Lang. Uh, Twenty-nine carries for uh, two hundred sixty-two yards and four touchdowns. Then they got some speedy wideouts. Um, they got Dante. Uh, Dumbest Jr. or Demis Jr. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. I'm going to say Dumbest <laughs> just for the sake of the podcast. Uh, he has 13 catches for 279 yards, three touchdowns. Darrell uh, Jones, Daryl Jones, I should say, seven catches for 138 yards but no touchdowns. So they don't have a ton of receiving yards, really. They do have a tight end, uh, Tyler uh, Mabry. He's only got 10 catches for 90 yards, but three of those are touchdowns. So that makes me think he's a red zone target. 
Um, but those are really the guys to keep an eye on. On defense, just by looking at their stats, it doesn't look like their defensive line does a lot as far as getting to the quarterback. Um, Keandre Jones, he's a linebacker. He has four and a half sacks. Everybody else on their team doesn't have more than one. Um, and they have five interceptions as a team, and three of those are from linebackers. So hmm. I'm thinking. I think they've uh, got some pretty good line. I think one of the linebackers is a transfer from Ohio State. Okay. So if I read that correctly, I think I, I think I think I read somewhere they thought this would be the weakest defensive front we played since Nevada. So and I know their offensive line, right. especially their their left side, is not very good either. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, someone like Big George can take advantage. Yeah. I think they started like a redshirt freshman on the left side tackle. I'm trying to find it. I thought I read a stat that they said QB hurries. At, like, yes, that yeah. they were like Maryland had given up like the most QB hurries, like double like any other team in the Big Ten, and I was shocked hmm. that anybody had more than Purdue. Yeah, yeah, um, that is shocking. I mean, it was like thirty-three, and Purdue had given up like fourteen or something. I was like, what? I like, mean, that doesn't seem that seems misleading. I mean, uh, and speaking of hurries, and why we're we were kind of talking about bad, poor offensive line play. Uh, do you guys think Jack Plummer, and, and this happens, I know a lot freshman quarterbacks and inexperienced quarterbacks do you think he holds on to the ball too long at times a little bit yeah yeah i think yeah i think so i think some of those sacks are definitely on him just not getting rid of the ball when he needed to it seems like he's always kind of looking for the big play downfield Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's why jeff brom listed at aiden o'connor as an or which was really surprising you want to talk about yeah the depth chart a lot of shakeups um that was kind of the shock that kind of got glossed over on Monday. They said it looked like with everything on the offensive line being flip-flopped and then all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, or – which I think I did see O'Connell did get get first-team first reps, so it's definitely competition. Uh, Kyle Chargers said he's the – you know, he's been around Purdue football for quite a while as a, as a reporter and an analyst and everything, and he said he's by far the best walk-on quarterback he's ever seen at Purdue, which I don't know. Yes, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I don't, I don't really even remember any decent walk-on quarterbacks we've had. But uh, he does throw a good ball um, from everything I saw in the spring, and he darn near beat Jack Plummer out for the backup spot in the spring. So, really, it's interesting. Um, he's a sophomore hmm. walk-on from Illinois. So mm-hmm. he he does. I think I think I think the thing he has over Plummer, he has that quicker release. Um, okay, according to the coaches, but I'll still be surprised if we don't see number thirteen. At yeah. least to start the game. Um, but it could be an interesting uh, Carmen backside report this week. <laughs> we can't go a home game without one of those. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if somebody has the depth chart pulled up, um, there was definitely a lot of changes, especially in the offensive line. Yeah, I've got – I know we're going to have a new new left guard, a new center, and a new right tackle starting. The center really – I did not know that Victor Beach had been injured the entire season. Yeah, I – I think he had a he had a, a golf injury, I believe, from a, from last spring. Maybe I think he said he hurt his back like last winter, last spring playing golf, and then this spring they said no more golf, and he was all right. And I guess he's had problems ever since. Um, yeah, that's interesting because I remember uh, Brom kind of hitting on it earlier this year. He's banged up. I didn't know it was this bad. And he said this week it's got to the point where it's affecting his play on Saturdays. That's pretty much what Jeff said. He's been fighting through it, but it's. It basically, Jeff putting it nicely said he's just not playing well. Um, but really, you know, we keep going young, especially on the line. But 
honestly, in your guys' opinion, what upperclassmen are playing well enough to keep their spots anywhere on on Purdue's team right now? Are there any? I'm trying to remember who's even an upperclassman. You know, I was going to say, is Derek, Derek Barnes a junior? Um, or is he a sophomore? You know, I didn't even think about it. I was thinking Ben Holt and, yeah. and then uh, McCann and Hermans. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say Hermans. Ho- Ho- yeah. Hopkins. I mean, yeah. he's not playing well, but yeah, he's not, not losing gonna, the spot. No, you're not going to bench him. He's still too much of a threat. But, like. Uh, I mean, at this, like, Anthrop, I mean, I don't know if you're going off of. Yeah. Okay, got to play him. Receiver's because so weird, though. What other I mean, wide receiver? Not really mm-hmm. Receiver, you're, you're switching out so much. And we only have, like, four healthy at the moment. <laughs> I, I'm surprised Corey Taylor hadn't seen action. He is yeah, on we're, two deeps now. Yeah, he is. Well, so I thought, he I will. I going to see him last on against Penn State. Well, we only took – you can only take 70 guys, and we only took 68 to Penn State. That's I've never heard that before. No, I've never heard that. Jeez, man! But uh, hey, we'll have so we're gonna start have guys going both ways here soon. I mean, you're gonna see Xanthra <laughs> playing safety at some point. I don't know. Uh, Criddle can do it. He can play both ways. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody hey. on the message boards suggest him go back to defensive tackle since our, we're starting to lose defensive tackles. I I mean, yeah, who I who too. is who is it now? I mean, is Higgins moving back inside, or was he always kind of inside? I think he's always been inside. Uh, somebody brought Jeff up Marks. Yeah, somebody brought up uh, the potential of switching George inside, and Brom said no. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. The guy, Absolutely The guy's not. a beast. He played well mm-hmm. Saturday. He's just a – man, he's fun to watch. He's played well, period. Yeah, Another sack, yeah. He's, he's, eight he's tackles. Le- yeah. He's leading the country in sacks as a freshman of four. For for freshmen, I mean. Mm. It makes you think how many freshmen are actually starting defensive tackles, especially in – Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. if he would have went to Bama or – Michigan or Ohio State, he's not playing yeah. that much, so which is appealing for Purdue, and and it could be why Purdue is probably in line to get two good recruits on Friday, which we'll talk about here in a little bit in the show. So, um, I got some notes here on the Maryland Purdue series and just some kind of facts I saw in the game notes on PurdueSports.com. Uh, Maryland leads the all-time series against Purdue two to zero. The first, this is the first meeting in West Lafayette. Andrew, you were at the first meeting between these two teams, I believe, on December 29th, 06, at the Champ Sports Bowl, correct? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Yeah, you're right. I was. I remember I watched it at your house, Evan. We missed the touchdown. <laughs> and it was the biggest, tw- to this day, the biggest 24 to 7 blowout I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went upstairs to get a drink and came down. We scored and didn't see a score again. Can you, do you guys remember who scored that touchdown? Dorian Brown. It was, it was 06. No, but good guess, Andrew. It was, it was 06. Um, was it a Stanford? No. Jake Stanford? Nope. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Corey uh, Sheets? Nope. 06. Uh, was it a receiver? I should, was it a receiver? Yeah, I should fact check this because I'm just going off my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fact check this right now. But, uh, yeah. Oh six. I'm gonna fact receiver. Fact check this. Kyle Ingram. No. Was he even playing at that? I point? don't know I don't if know. he was kicked off the team for grades yet <laughs> or not. Um, oh six. I remember. Okay, I got it right. All right. Oh six. Oh six. Yes. 
pretty good. Am I gonna hit? Pretty good. Am I gonna hit myself? Pretty wide receiver, guys. I mean, he didn't make the pros, but he was pretty good. Stubblefield was already gone, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. You guys, you guys sure. give up? Andrew's cheating. No, no. I am cheating. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> give me a hint. Uh, give, me a, give me a hint. I'll have one more. He guess. has the same last name as another really good former Purdue player. Your favorite quarterback, Webby. Oh come on, dude! He's giving. Oh, me. um. Yeah, uh, Greg Orton. <laughs> Greg Orton. Yep. Yeah, he's top twenty in a lot of most of the. If not top fifteen, really? Yeah. I, I in would, a lot of the I could you could have given me twenty five guesses and I would have yeah. not yeah. remembered his name. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Same. Yep. He, he was good. Yep, he caught it from Curtis Painter and Chris Summers kicked in the extra point. Chris freaking Summers. Yeah, I just remember him for the horrible kick against Oregon. Um, <laughs> I remember him for the uh, Motor City Bowl. Oh seven, he had a good year that year, yeah. and 08 yeah. was awful. I mean, awful yeah. <laughs> for him. But back to the Maryland factoids here. The last time we played them, this was at Maryland. The only time we played them since they've been in the Big Ten. It was on November tenth, two thousand sixteen. We. Lo- I thought that game was at Rossi for whatever reason. We, I don't know why. We lost fifty to seven. Never mind. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Rutgers game. That's why. And, and I remember. Um, what I, I think it was, I think they have the date wrong. It said November tenth, but Hazel was gone by November, and Hazel was coaching this yeah. game. That's wrong online. Um, but because I remember my dad is a pretty positive fan, and after that game, he said it's time for Daryl to go. Hmm. After that one, that was I remember uh, we had a right tackle named Neil. I don't remember his first name. He was awful. He was like, oh, the, uh, I think he gave up five oh, sacks. Oh, was it like Jalen Neal or something? Yeah. He, yeah. They literally he was a big guy. Yeah, kept showing yeah. the replays, and he couldn't even touch the defender across from him. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, oh, my gosh. We just got killed. Yeah, 50-7. to seven. That, was a, that was rock bottom. That was as bad as it Because that wasn't even a good Maryland team. That was, it was a decent Maryland team. But – uh, other stats going into this weekend. This is Purdue's 97th homecoming game. They have an all-time record of 51-41-4. Not the greatest homecoming. Not great. This is, Maryland will be the 16th different opponent Purdue's played on homecoming. They have yet to play Rutgers or Nebraska within conference for homecoming. Next year's homecoming in 2020 will be on Halloween, and that will be awesome. against Gary. Northwestern. That breakfast club is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Especially if it's somehow a night game. Um, <laughs> game day? <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, <laughs> Purdue is 6-4-1 and one in initial games against current Big Ten teams in ross So Wait, say that stat again. Uh, Purdue is 6-4-1 and one in initial games against current Big Ten teams in Ross-Aid. Oh, gotcha, so the first gotcha. time they've ever yep. played them in yep. Ross-Aid. Yep. 6-4-1. Took one. me a second. I'm tired. The last one we played was Nebraska a couple years ago, and they killed us um, in 2013. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, those are some factoids I have uh, to get you ready for this weekend's game. What? Okay. What? Just another, another fact. Not fact. Question. We haven't even talked about the moon helmets. We're getting to it. The moonwalk, All right. moonwalk helmets. What, what, are sweet. Uh, and they're pretty cool. Did you guys order them online already? Did you have <laughs> one of the mini helmets? Tanner, you, I know you did. Yes, but but <laughs> I was mad. 
because I got online to order it yesterday and I kept getting an error. I was getting to the point I kept getting error, and then finally when I was able to get past the error, they were sold out yesterday at two thirty. Bogged down. So and then traffic. I saw the tweet this morning that they were available again. So I got on at lunch. I was able to get one, but they are pre-order and won't be shipped till December. Wow. Dang. Yeah, I'm a I'm a mini helmet collector of Purdue, so yeah, I, I needed that cool. one for my collection. Yeah, pre- the the detail cool. on these are pretty so, darn cool. Do you have the chrome cool. one? What? Do you have the chrome? I do. Do you have the chrome? Okay. I do. Hmm. Yep, yeah, I got you that gotta one. Check. You should have just waited and see what they're at at the game. Well, I was Keeps going to, but I didn't want to take the chance to get there and not have them and already be out on, online because I don't know if they're going to, you know, how many they're going to make. And uh, mm-hmm. Fanatics a lot of times carries a lot of good Purdue stuff. But for like a one-off helmet, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd carry that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm a collector of bobbleheads and mini helmets and all that <laughs> stuff. So, any other thoughts going into this uh, week's game, or any other thoughts coming out of Penn State that you guys want to hit on before we uh, move on? I, I, I don't know if it's just Jeff Brown or what, but I'm just way more optimistic than I, <laughs> especially after. A thirty-five to seven game that like seventy to zero. I don't. Um, I, I like I liked what I yeah. saw on Nick Holt's play calling second half. I thought he was back to mm-hmm. old Nick Holt, aggressive, show blitz, back out of it, just show some different looks. I, I really what, like that. What took so long? I feel like they do this though, and then they talk about how they need to be more aggressive in the next game. It, like the first half is the same old, same old, you know standard play calling where it's not very aggressive and they get aggressive in the second half but then it's too late so hopefully they just stay aggressive mm-hmm. from the get-go i don't know yep yeah i agree i i want to i want an aggressive game plan and you know i was i was uh impressed uh with the play of Corey trice i thought he played really well mm-hmm. yep um, i like the length that kid has for a freshman corner yeah i've been excited to watch him play for a long time so i'm glad to see him actually finally get some t- playing time if we could just get some of these guys healthy, I'd feel so much better about yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just unbelievable. Who had the pick? Um, was it Smiley? Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Yeah, Simeon Smiley. So what? It's our third turnover. <laughs> yeah, we also had uh, two fumble recoveries. Yeah, which was, oh, that's right. I think yeah. that was like the first one since like game like four of last year or something. Like Purdue had mm-hmm. one fumble recovery last year and it took like another like thirteen games or something, fifteen games. That one hit off the Penn State guy's foot. Uh-huh. That was awesome. When I was watching that on TV, I didn't I didn't see it hit them. I thought that just took a ridiculously bad Purdue bounce. I'm like, oh my gosh, like no freaking way this thing bounces like fifteen yards backwards. Well, I and, the, and I thought the same thing. And then right after it happened, I said, that was a weird angle. The ball came down, yeah. and I said, it, it must have hit somebody. But, and then when they mm-hmm. should replay, I would have never guessed it was his foot like that. I thought maybe it was yeah. me. Purdue, the Purdue guys jumped on it, and they came up pointing. I'm like, man, like somebody, like Maryland must have kicked it or something. Like I had no idea. It went like 30 yards off of a Maryland player. Yeah. They showed the replay. That was pretty Yeah. I, I And, you know, it was just frustrating game to watch from the standpoint when our defense started playing well. It was 28-7 to forever. The offense couldn't even get first downs. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh. I was like, yeah, one one score. And, I, I mean, went, had a big punt return at one point, didn't he? I think Anthem had a good punt return. Yeah. Yeah, he got some yardage um, on one. And, and then Purdue got sacked, I'm sure. And then it was second and 19. And, and I know Jack three. didn't have a lot of time, but I wanted to take some more deep shots downfield. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. you're down three scores. Just throw it up and see if you can get a jump ball or pass interference. 
I, I read uh, today that during an interview after practice today or when it was about that, and he just said that he played too conservative and probably I think that was him holding on to the ball as well. Mm-hmm. Him just seeing some of those, not even like deep balls. He said the kind of the intermediate, probably I don't know, ten to fifteen yards, what that means to me, twenty yard throws that he just didn't trust to let it loose. Which kind of what goes back to what Brom said a couple weeks ago, where he wants to see him kind of spin it and step into his throw and commit and throw one and not just play too conservative. It's definitely time to see him take the next step this week. He, I mean, he's still inexperienced, don't get me wrong, but this will be his third start. Um, he's had quite a bit of action at home now this year. It's it's time for him to take that next step. This isn't a Penn State defense they're going to be playing. And I hope it's – I hope Brom, both Brahms and Shepard and the offense, they kind of know because, I mean, you think about uh, – the last couple of years with Blau and Sindelar, it seemed like Sindelar's always played better when he's the guy and he's not kind of looking over his shoulder. When he kind of had that competition, it seems like he didn't, he struggled more. Now with Plummer, is he gonna? Is that gonna now that he's okay? You're or you're splitting reps. Is that gonna be? Is that gonna push him to be more aggressive and make plays and kind of just trust himself, or is it go the other way and be more conservative because he was like, if I start getting loose with the ball, then I'm out. Well, everything I've read about the kids, um, like backstory and everything, he's very competitive. Um, so maybe Brahms kind of doing that to light a fire under him a little bit and uh, yeah. make him play a little more aggressive and more confident. Mm-hmm. Because, cause, I mean, we should have competition in every position right now. We're a one-and-four yeah. football team fighting for our life. Um, Damn, with a lot of youth. With a lot of youth. And um, if you're not getting it done, we can have a young guy who can probably do it just as good, if not better. So mm-hmm. I'll try it. Um, one thing I want to mention about the – Moon the moonwalk helmets. Uh, before we move on, I think it's the first time I've ever seen Purdue wear white at home. Yeah, I I don't yeah. remember ever. <laughs> I, I don't mean, remember. It's gonna be an all white look. It looks clean. Yeah, I usually hate the all white look, but I like this one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like there wasn't like a Notre Dame game that was like a Notre Dame night game. I'm feeling like the Turbush game when he overthrew. Oh, the that game. was that was a blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I knew that out. was something. I was like, I think that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe was the score of that game. Um, Or 38-13, something like that. I don't know. It was bad. But but just once again with the helmets, so so much detail I went into them. I thought it was so cool. I mean, you got the the, gold chrome face mask to look like the visor of an astronaut's helmet. Uh, The numbers, I didn't know what the numbers stood for at first. The um, 225-64. Yeah. Yeah. What what is it? I I was my dad. Two two Purdue graduates have been on the moon. Uh, 24 Purdue graduates have been in space, and then was it 64? I think it was yeah. 225 and 60. Yeah, 25 have been in space, and then, yeah. and then 64 have been involved in space missions, yep. I think, or some yep. yeah, you got space it. missions. Mm. You got it. Yeah. Uh, I think the patch on the jerseys. The patches, amazing. Yeah. The detail yeah. into that, like, yeah. I didn't. I I could not tell that was the Armstrong building Armstrong in building. the background. Yeah, I knew the Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Was from the was from the the crest. Yeah. I noticed that right away, but then I didn't even didn't even notice the the Hall of Engineering. I mean, hats off to there. Purdue Marketing and everybody that was that helped launch this. It was just awesome. The promo yeah. videos were cool. I mean, I know we were all texting like right when we saw that twenty four hours. Yeah, T like, minus twenty four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I kind of and I, I texted you guys this last week when they were packing the uniforms mm-hmm. up. 
one of the former equipment managers who was a manager with me, and he was actually the inside equipment guy for four years at Purdue. I saw on Twitter he had tweeted, are those white helmets with gold uh, face masks? Uh, yeah, he you somehow noticed that. Yeah. So then I yeah. screenshot to you guys. I'm like, quite the eye on him because I, yeah, I would have yeah. never glanced at him. Yeah. I wonder if Purdue's kicking themselves a little bit. I doubt too many people yeah. saw that. But, uh, I doubt it. But Tim, no. Tim Clifford, he is a uh, <laughs> when it comes to the uniforms and helmets and swag, he is a junkie. So kudos this to him. Is, this is by far, I think, the best alternative that we've done. I mean, I. I guess you can do like, chrome, alter- yeah. chrome alternative, but I guess like more one-off stuff. I'm thinking because mm-hmm. we had I'm trying to think what we've done in the past. We've done, uh, um, <clears throat> we had the old white helmet, which I I, I did not like old. that. I forgot no. what it was until I looked which it up is, last night. Is that one with just the number? Is that the one? And it's got it's got the new train logo yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, stripe down the middle. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awful. Um. I wasn't the biggest fan of the American flag in the P. I just didn't think it looked good because of the because of because of the because of the gold. It just it clashed. Um, I like the neon green for the hammer down cancer. That yeah, was yeah, those mm-hmm. work. On the black mat on the old black yeah. mat ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the train tracks. I know that they still yeah. wear the matte black the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. I like the newer uh, matte black better than the old one. To, um, or they don't do matte black anymore, do they? They, they just have a regular black mm-hmm. helmet. I just have a black helmet. Oh, yeah. It's shiny now. It's glossy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about um, how about the um, that one where they had like all those pictures in the collage? Yeah, yeah, that was that was under Hazel, wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. That was that was a cool on the marketing, one. but yeah, know. was it? <laughs> uh, it was good effort. Hey, I'm a marketing guy, man. I, I like what. Uh, there's there's one. I feel like I'm missing one. Um, the Rose Bowl Thorn was always the best one. Yeah, but yeah, that was cool. Washington had that too. So. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. they had the Thorn too. Um, w on I feel like I'm missing one because definitely when Hoke or Hazel came in, we we changed a lot. I know one that was I really liked. It was the opener for 06 against Indiana State. We did a 1966 helmets that yes. Greasy wore with uh, just numbers yeah, on cool. the side and the gold helmets. Yeah. Those were cool. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. Those are, I like those a lot. I like um, those jerseys a lot, those white ones. Those are, yep. those are cool. I, I wish they'd bring those So up. I guess we did wear those. I guess we did wear. Did we wear white that game? We though? did wear white that game. You're right. We yeah. did white and gold pants. Yep. We like answered a, our own question. Yep. Man, wow. <laughs> wow. God, <laughs> um, I feel like I, can't remember. I feel like I'm missing. We didn't have a grayish helmet or anything, did we? Under Hazel, I was with just the gray saying, jerseys. We just had the black one, the matte black helmets, right? Cause, yeah, because remember we had those like, not even the gray ones we have now. We had those other gray ones with white numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. One year didn't like those. It was like a like gunmetal gray. Yeah, it was like it was a, a, yeah. Didn't like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the gray. Oh, I don't love, but I, I like the gray basketball uniforms, but not the gray. Gray is one uniforms. of those. I feel like like our age demographic and the younger Purdue fans like gray. Yeah. Older fans hate it. Older fans hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. this is definitely. I was showing actually a coworker of mine who has no affiliation with Purdue. He goes, "That's that's a really cool." You you saw that a lot with like people just kind of coming on Twitter like. People saying this is the best alternative uniform I've ever seen, and then you've got um, a certain university in Florida, which is just are, all kinds of mad. Are they trying to become the most hated school <laughs> in the country? 
I mean, they, 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 they throw a fit about not being called national champions two years ago. Now they're throwing a fit over this. And, you know, one of my favorite comments was one guy said, oh, this has been a talk around campus all day. And somebody <laughs> tweeted, you mean the 60,000 people who commute from Orlando? <laughs> I mean, oh, it's- I, I had – so apparently UCF did the moon helmet thing like two years ago. They did yes. the they did the the, the, the crater design. design yeah it was yeah, it was also why? like they also it was like what? a space so UCF actually was created as a way to help NASA <clears throat> it was basically like a an institute for NASA in a way from what I have read which is why they claim it but get out of here yeah first and last how, how many astronauts do they have <laughs> yeah that's the whole thing how many yeah. astronauts do they have on the moon <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, they did a. It was a. They had the crater moon in the logo, but they also their helmet was like, uh, had like stars, and it was a, a very space. It was more like space and galaxy, whereas ours is definitely astronaut moon themed. As a wise man, Lloyd Christmas once would say, "No way, that's great. We landed on the moon." <laughs> I wish I could find that GIF and send it to some of those UCF people, but. <laughs> I did laugh at Boyle Sports. <laughs> One guy said, we didn't land on the moon. Boyle Sports said, oh, boy. <laughs> so, oh, God. It was uh, taking, not that rabbit hole. It was taken out. Yeah, it was taken out. Actually, I did see a comment. Uh, it was funny. They commented, like, when, when they posted the different photos of the player in the uniform, and someone's like, oh, is that the same set that they filmed the moon landing on? Yeah. <laughs> But, that was pretty good. Uh, really cool. I can't oh, wait to see him. Boy. I can't wait to see him in person on Saturday. Yeah. What do you guys? How do you guys think the crowd's going to be Saturday? Um, it is homecoming, which should help. You would think a lot of people probably bought those tickets well in advance because mm-hmm. of homecoming. It's supposed yeah. to only be about fifty-four degrees, um, and produce like one in 50, four. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. I would take fifty. You know, Ross yeah. don't holds what fifty-five now, fifty-six. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking back to sixty-four. Yeah. So, if, so if they get I would fifty, say, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm thinking now. I think about. It, I forgot that we scaled it back, but I'm thinking mid forties, forty-five-ish. Maybe. Yeah. I think it'll be a good crowd. Which I mean, that'll feel okay. I think there'll be a lot of energy just because it is homecoming. Plus, I think that these new uniforms and helmets create a little more hype. I think for the yeah. Game. I think it'd be cool if we had those helmets and it was a night game, but yeah, uh, but a noon game's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fitting. So uh, yeah, if, I mean, I mean, you can't be one and four and no. give up like ten sacks a game and play at seven thirty. Nobody's gonna watch that. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're on the fence about going to the game, I encourage you to go out because the guys really need your support more than ever now. And if you can't go or don't want to go, find somebody who can go. And uh, because I, I really think the players. Hell, I'd go. I'd go just to see if they have any moon like swag in the in the that's, team store. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I so. think they are. If I read, I thought I read something. They're gonna I'm have. sure. I'm sure they're going to have st- shirts and stuff. I haven't looked online yeah. if there's anything, but I'm sure there's going to be stuff in there. I mean, they're going to capitalize on it. And oh yeah, I know they're having the anniversary of two teams that are going to be announced. Uh, one of them's the sixty-nine, because that's your land on the moon. And twenty-fifth, uh, ninety-four. One of Jim cool. Coletto's um, teams. That yeah, the twenty-fifth. We got a good team. team they went Coletto. like five, five, four, and one, or something like that. They didn't make hey, a winning record. Winning record. Yeah, that was his best team. But uh, but was all started on the ninety-four team. Good question. He could be back. 
Mm. That'd be sweet. It's too it's too bad the Saints don't have a bye week this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Drew Brees is hurt. Yeah, but he's <laughs> they don't need him. He, he he's the man though. He's gonna be for his team. So because the bye week, the NFL, the Bills, Colts, Bears, and Raiders. No boilers on those teams. Do we know if there's any love loss between Allstott and Purdue since his son transferred? I don't think oh. so. I don't think there okay. is. I think I, I worry think about that. Allstott was on the '95 team, Tian. That was the '94. I think it's '94. Is okay. The, well, '95 was his senior year, so oh, there we go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, That's, he's pretty good. Man, that would have been a fun. Even though he stunk, that would have been a fun time to watch him in football and big dog and basketball. Even yeah. though it seemed stunk, man, that would have been fun. If we were only older, if we were only two. <laughs> darn so all right you guys uh you guys want to hit on some recruiting and pick games or pick games and hit on recruiting well are we gonna pick the pregame this time we are i'm gonna remember <laughs> it this week we talked it up last we week. all know how that was gonna go yeah. last week we didn't need to pick <laughs> yeah. it. that's fine we didn't you didn't have to put that out there uh, so we'd have to say like oh 40 penn state by 40 well let's go ahead and pick games real quick uh let's start off start with, with the purdue Maryland <laughs> game, so i don't forget it um, I'm gonna pick the Boilers. I, yeah, I mean, I I, I want to pick us to score a lot of points, but our offense hasn't shown that we can <laughs> since Sindelar went out. So uh, I'm gonna say 24-21 Purdue. The line is down to three and a half now. By the way. Oh boy, money's moving. Should have jumped on it when it was five. <laughs> um. I'm going to pick Purdue as well just because if they can't win this one, yeah. it's hope's yeah. gone. Um, yep. I think they're going to play Sorry. like their backs up against the wall. Maybe Warming up for that 5K. Yep, and maybe we'll be surprised and a few guys will play that we're not expecting mm-hmm. right now. Um, I'm going Purdue 27, Maryland 20. Mm, touchdown, okay. I'm going to pick Purdue as well. I, I'm just – a Jeff Brown optimist, I think, and young guys. <laughs> Andrew gonna, the optimist. It's gonna, it's gonna click for. I think like Plummer and David Bell are gonna have like a huge game at some point. I feel like I think they're just gonna have a kind of a coming out party, and it's just it's gonna click at some point. I like it. Drew, I like it. Drew's gonna bust one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say 27-24 Purdue. I like it. Uh, Rutgers, aka Buckers. Uh, <laughs> At Indiana. Oh. There's, I, there's not a line on my app on the game, by the way, yet. Let's uh, see if I can find it. Yeah, let's see. I bet it's like Indiana 21. I use going to smack them. That's all I got to say. They're going to smack them. Yeah. They're going to win their fourth freaking Everybody's game. Everybody's going to smack them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, IU. I mean, uh, is, is Rutgers going to win another game? No. <laughs> Guess what the line is. <laughs> oh, hold on. No, they might. They play. Yeah, they play Liberty next week. Liberty will beat them. You know who Liberty's coach is, right? No, I don't. Hugh Freeze. Oh. He used from, to coach at wow. uh, Ole Miss, yeah. the cheater. Because yeah. he coached from his hospital bed a few weeks ago. Yeah, when they, when they that's right. Oh, guess that I've got a line, so guess what the line is. 24. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. IU has is the, the favorite team. 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say 17. Whew, Andrew, you were way off. 28. Oh, my God. I thought 24 was <laughs> high enough. <laughs> oh, I assume Penix is playing. Did he play last week? They were on a bye last week, weren't they? Uh, yes, yes, they were. Yes. Yeah, they were on a bye last week. 
IU wins, they don't cover. I think it, I think I think they win by three touchdowns, but I don't think they they. Yeah, twenty eight's a lot. I don't know. Um, how about this one? You got number sixteen Michigan at Illinois. My app showing this is a twenty one and a half uh, yeah, point favorite too. for Michigan. They cover. I, is, it's at Illinois, so there'll be three thousand people there, and two thousand will be Michigan fans. Actually, there'll be ten thousand people there, and eight thousand will be Michigan fans. I mean, I'm looking at like outside of the Rutgers game and Middle Tennessee State, the most points uh, Michigan scored is twenty four. This Illinois so, defense is bad, though, man. Yeah, They're really bad. And Brandon Peters got a concussion Saturday. I was watching the game. Right when he stood up, I'm like, he didn't know where he is because he started walking sideways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll win. What's the line? What'd you say? 21 and a half. 21. Yeah, I think they'll win by 24. Yeah. Yeah, I got Michigan big time. Lovey's in trouble. He's he's a dead man walking uh, for Illinois. I think they're going to have a new coach next. Wasn't the whole thing was last year they extended him because now it makes his buyout that much less. Yeah, so can, it was kind of you know, genius really on their part. Yeah. Oh, so. it made it less. Like, is they spread yeah. over longer or something or what? Yeah, they extended they extended his contract because it was like it was kind of a baffling thing. We're like, but then we have a, a friend who's a says he's not an Illinois fan, but we all know he is. And he says if they get rid of Love, he's back on the bandwagon next year. <laughs> for a year. Oh my um, God, who could they hire? Who? He wants Luke Fickle oh, from Cincinnati. Bring back the Zook. Would he take that though? Better pay in a bigger conference, but I've the worst worst program. Still, it's Illinois. <laughs> I know. I feel you could do pretty freaking well at Cincinnati. The next game is Michigan State at number eight Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a ten and a half point favorite. Wisconsin's freaking good. Yeah. Um yeah, I think Wisconsin covers. I, yeah, I think they cover at, easily. Yeah. At Camp Randall, their, de- yeah. their defense is phenomenal. Michigan State can't score very well. Ah, what did they score against? Indiana? They put up 40 against Indiana, didn't they? 40 to 31 against because, Indiana. Because Indiana's defense they scored, sucks. They scored 31 against Northwestern the week before that. Mm-hmm. Um, they put seven up against Arizona State. 51 against Western Michigan, 28 against Tulsa, and 10 against Ohio State. They don't score more than 17 points against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's defense, nasty. Um, Yeah. I think Wisconsin wins. One of the questions, does Jonathan Taylor keep his streak of 10 games in a row of 100 yards or more going? Michigan State's defense is usually their Mm -hmm. strong suit. He's so good. I think so. I think he keeps it up. I, just because they're just gonna feed it to him. That Michigan State IU game, I only watched the second half, and it seemed like IU moved the ball pretty well or pretty easily against them. I don't know why. I mean, they put up thirty-one, so is, I know IU's offense is typically better than their defense. So um, that kind of makes me think that Wisconsin's not gonna. I mean, yes, Michigan State's defense is good, but I, I want to say that Wisconsin's gonna be able to move the ball not easily, but successfully. Wisconsin's the real deal. They'll they'll win this one at Camp Randall, and I think they cover the ten and a half point spread. Um, interesting game here. You got Nebraska coming off a last second field goal win over Northwestern, but Adrian Martinez got hurt late in the game. I'm not sure what his status is. They're four and two, playing the five and zero, oh, unranked still Minnesota Golden Gophers. 
The Gophers are a eight-point favorite. <sighs> Where is the game? Where is it? Minnesota. It's up in Boltville. <laughs> Does PJ Flack have a uh, have any bulletin board material from like? Oh, he'll find something Scott that Frost, Frost like six years ago UCF. made fun of Minnesota Gopher or something. Yeah, it's probably when Scott Frost was at UCF and he was at Western Michigan. He probably Scott, said something to hurt his feelings. And yeah, when Scott Frost was in high school. Yeah. He, oh gosh, he made fun of of Groundhog Day and. <laughs> <laughs> He disrespected us. Doesn't like the movie Caddyshack. It has a go yeah. in it. So. Uh, unfortunately, I'm picking the Fighting Flex to go 6-0. and I just threw up in my mouth. And if you look <laughs> at their schedule, I honestly think they're going to be 8-0 and in two a few weeks when they host Penn State, and that might be game day. Because game, oh my game day has never went to Minnesota. It is one of the best. Power five schools they've never went to because they're because well, November and it's going to be negative well, twenty degrees. Their next two games after Nebraska's at Rutgers and Maryland at home. Yeah, they're going to be eight. No, I would love to see <laughs> them be game the day and just get whacked. <laughs> I would love to see that. If I would love to put them on like national TV and everybody talk about PJ Fleck and then have them lose by fifty <laughs> and never talk about PJ Fleck ever again. They're actually one of two. Uh, Big Ten teams, I believe, who have never hosted game day. <laughs> Rutgers? Rutgers has, I believe. Oh, my God. Because you remember when, you. when Ray Rice was there, they got up to fifth in the nation. I forgot he went there. No, IU hosted it technically last year on Thursday and mm. opened up the season against Oh, yeah. Or two yeah. years ago. Last you year. No, two years ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, two years ago. Technically, they counted that, I guess. Because Wake, Wake Forest was one of the schools, and they're 5-0 and number uh, 19 in the country right now, so they could possibly get it sometime this year maybe. I don't yeah. know I don't know who they play, but there's one other Big Ten school who's never hosted it. Northwestern. No, they have. Maryland? No, they have. I believe. When they're might, in the ACC. You might be right. Yeah. I, I'm going to fact check myself. <laughs> As Illinois. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Work our work our way so, up the Big Ten basement. I'm gonna <laughs> fact check myself here because I feel like I'm way off now. That I start talking. Um, here we yeah, go. I'm picking. I'm picking Minnesota. Uh, they don't cover. I think they're squeaking by all these games. I think they're they're gonna squeak by again. Less than a touchdown. Uh, Maryland's never hosted either. Hmm. I know things. Yes, you do. Uh, Syracuse, Minnesota. Maryland, um, California. Wow, that's hmm. a cow. That's Wake cool. Forest, Rutgers. Gosh, ain't it? I'm wrong there too. <laughs> this, is why I, this is why I'm fact checking myself. Kansas. That's no surprise. That's not surprise. Um, Virginia. They're ranked now. Huh? Uh, Illinois, that? Duke. Yep. There you go. Not surprised about that one. There you go. I'm glad I fact checked that one, and I feel like an idiot right now, but. <laughs> Uh, I guess I did. We're all about learning on the Boiler Breakdown. Education. Uh, in a last Big Ten game, it's a night game, a good one. Number 10, Penn it's State. Be a good one. At number 17, Iowa, under the lights at Kinnick. Penn State's a four point favorite. Penn State looked good last week. I'm, I'm going Penn State. I yeah. think they're both good, but I think Penn State's got more athletes. Um, Last time they played there was under the lights two years ago. Penn State 
scored a touchdown to Jawan Johnson in the back of the end zone the last second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be close. Uh, three and a half is what I see the line as. Okay, I mm-hmm. got a four. Well, close enough. Uh, I was using Android. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Penn State covers by like seven. I'm picking the Hawkeyes. Right. Gonna be different. I'm yeah. Nittany Lions. All right. All right. A couple top twenty-five games. We won't hit on them all, but there are a couple really good matchups this week for once. I got the Red River rivalry, number six Oklahoma against number eleven Texas. Oklahoma's a eleven wow. point favorite. Wow. I don't think it's gonna be that much. They're freaking good. Jalen hurts us. He. You know what's scary about him? Not only is he good, he's angry. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him against Bama so bad yeah. in the playoffs. Take my money. What sucks, what sucks is that they did they do it a one versus four at us in the national championship because that would just be so cool. I I would pull for Oklahoma so hard. Yeah, it's just incredible that they were on the same Tua and Jalen Hurts run. <laughs> I know it. Like it's not even fair. No, it's not. I'm I'm going uh, Sooners, Boomer Sooner in this one. Yeah, I am. I want to pick mm. Texas, but yeah, I can't I pick against Jalen Hurts. Do they cover? I'm gonna say no. Yes. I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I second guess myself. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, Texas no is gonna bring either, down. So. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, number one Alabama at number twenty four Texas A and M. I'm having a tough time figuring out how they're ranked with two losses, but. Um, Alabama's 16-and-a-half-point favorites. Tough environment cover. at Kyle Field, but... The cover. Johnny Manziel's not there to beat them at home again, even though Johnny, Johnny actually beat them in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, Yeah, I like Bama and the cover. I, you know, I was talking about this on uh, my podcast on Monday. Um, when is it time for Jimbo to start winning? I know it's only year two and it takes a little while, but he's making... Hundred million dollars in his contract. I mean, it, mm-hmm. and you'd think that there wasn't a lack of talent when he got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's an interesting question. Yeah. Who do you like, Andrew? I'm pick Bama. I don't think I think it'll be a good game though. I think it'll be closer than you think, Tan. So they don't cover. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'd be fine with that. I'd love to see Bama get tested. Uh, Florida State at number two, Clemson. Clemson's a 27-point favorite against Florida State. Who did they just have a close game against? North Carolina. North Carolina. That's right, yeah. Mack went for two. I fully support it. Um, I think that they have a, a – that was kind of their wake-up call. I think they obliterate them. Yeah, Taggart announced uh, he's benching Hornybrook after uh, old Wisconsin mm. quarterback after he played pretty yeah. well last couple of weeks. I don't know why he's benching him. So I like Clemson large. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Um, interesting game here. Texas Tech coming off a big win over Oklahoma State. Traveled to number 22, 5-0 Baylor. Matt Rules got this uh, team back from the dead from a few years ago. I'm going to take Tech in the upset. Man, it's an 11-point. They're 11-point dogs. I yeah. like them. They got, our, they got our old uh, special teams and tight end coach from last year. In Waco. Oh, yeah. 
I'm uh, picking Baylor. I don't want to, but I feel dirty. But yeah, I'll pick Baylor. Uh, That'll yeah. be a cover, though. I'm going to pick Baylor. Yeah, same. Rivalry game here under the lights up in South Bend. You got 3 2 USC at number 9, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's 11 point favorite. I can't figure USC out. They're like a roller coaster this year. When I count them out, they upset somebody. When I think they're good, they stink. <laughs> Notre Dame big. Yeah, Notre Dame's yeah, going to cover this yeah. thing easily. And, and you yeah. know it sucks. Then they have a bye week. Then they go to Michigan. Then after that, it's cake. Like, yeah. Yeah, their schedule's easy. At least they've lost a the game already, so True. They, won't, they won't put them in Because I think the there's going to be a lot of one-loss teams this year. Yeah. Good ones. Uh, we got uh, one of our least favorite non-Big Ten schools, 3-2 Louisville. Uh, travels to number 19, 5-0 Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Wake Forest covers. I think they win by ten. I like that. Uh, it was. It's hard to imagine Wake Forest being six and zero and bowl eligible come October twelfth, <laughs> but I think it's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, we'll go Wake. Wake Forest. We'll cover. Sure. And, and then we got the college game day game of the day. I cannot believe the spread of this it's game. It's a night game. Number seven, Florida coming off a good win at home over Auburn. At number five, LSU. LSU's a 13-and-a-half point favorite. Wow. Seven versus five SEC, and the home team is a two-touchdown favorite. This is unlike any LSU team I've ever seen yeah, because they have yeah. a stud quarterback, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. <sighs> Death Valley at night. Yeah, I'm picking LSU. I don't think they cover, though. Yeah, same. LSU, but I think it'll be it'll come down to the last possession. I'll go the Bayou Bengals by 10 so they don't cover. I like LSU as well. So, um, And we'll throw one more game in there just for fun. Uh, you got Hawaii, who loves to sling it all over the field. Four Hawaii. At number 14, 5-0 Boise State. That's why I wanted to bring up this game because they – it's been a while. Most likely will go undefeated with their schedule. Most likely. Yeah. Can they get in the playoff with the undefeated no. record? No. I don't think so either because the toughest opponent they've played so far was week one at Florida State. Mm-hmm. They narrowly beat them. They just don't They don't play a tough enough schedule. But to their credit, who wants to go out there and play on that blue turf? I right. don't want to. <laughs> As of right now, they're not, they're not going to play a ranked team. No. At all, but like, watch for like Utah State to beat them on the road or something. Like, yeah, like they always choke at the end of the season; they'll slip up. What, but, uh, Utah State, what do you mean? Like, maybe Hawaii is going to beat them. I mean, Hawaii just Hawaii's put up for, Hawaii. Oh, they, they just beat Nevada, fifty-four to three in Nevada. They traveled <laughs> what three-hour time difference, elevation. Wait, why does that sound familiar? <laughs> We're gonna go five and seven, aren't we? <laughs> They're starting uh, Malik Henry now. Mean, Nevada is. Yeah. But I, I like Boise State to cover fifty-four but to three. I do like this Hawaii team. I've watched them a couple times when uh, it's been late Saturday night. They slain it. They're fun to watch. The Rainbow Warriors, man. They got Colt Brennan back there on on staff. They should. They might. They should. They. I don't think he's he's not Brennan, in the CFL Brennan anymore. Yeah. So, 
Yep. So uh, it's always fun picking games. Uh, real quick, do you guys want to hit on recruits before we sure. take it home? Uh, Purdue football, if uh, everything goes expected, should get some good news on Friday for um, hopefully two commits. Malik Carr, four-star wide receiver from Michigan. He's got down to Purdue in Georgia. And uh, three-star defensive tackle from Michigan, Bryce Austin. I'm not even sure who else is on his list, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it seems like Bryce Austin's kind of like a a bad secret. Um, there's even like a Detroit article written. A yeah. <laughs> I was talking to him about his commitment to Purdue. and Yeah, I think Kari was kind of interesting about it too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Malik Carr wants to walk on wherever he goes to play basketball. So that's either going for Matt Painter or our old buddy Tom Crean. Oh, man. So I think the choice is clear there, Malik. Do you want to play for Matthew or do you want to go play for old Clappy the Clown? So, uh, but really, honestly, you know, a lot of people on the boards are saying, worried about keeping recruits. What are they thinking? Well, I think they see opportunity, um, mm-hmm. honestly, because, uh, you know, the upperclassmen aren't getting it done, so these young guys are going to get a chance. And uh, Well, there was just a story of a, a recent recruit. I think it was a recent recruit who came, not even like he wasn't committed, he was just a – a target came and watched the Minnesota game, I think it was, or maybe I can't remember which game it was, but he basically told them it was an offensive lineman. He goes, watch every position and see, and basically it's like, look where we need, <laughs> where we have some need and it's your position. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, they're not, they're not shy about it. No, I, I think, I, I think if you're, High caliber. I mean, yeah, you want to be able to play, but then it's also I think they t- they trust the coaching staff. I mean, I think we talked about it a couple of years ago. I mean, just the three of us, just how Brom built the staff. It seemed like it's everybody. I mean, it's kind of everybody's um, does a good job with that, and it's player. It's like players like to play for. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of getting the right guys in it now. It's in their system and that getting. The strength, getting the strength and conditioning and kind of getting up to being 20, 20, getting older and kind of getting the experience. So, no, I don't – I was a little worried about that as well with kind of as far as recruiting, but it kind of you can see both ways. Yep. Nope, Maybe I agree. Or negative. And then we had a basketball offer go out today. Um, Emery's his last name. I don't remember his first name. 7-3 center, 2020 prospect. From Canada. Canada. Yeah, but he's at IMG Academy in Florida now. 7'3", 240 center. I don't know. I don't know about him. Zach. Zach Emery? No, it's like ED or something like that. ED. Why did I say Emery? Yeah. No idea. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Tan. Just just don't pay attention to the host of this show, please. Um, what, What kind of offers does he have? Nothing... Big, yeah, I know Minnesota was looking at him. I read Seton uh, Hall and Minnesota are kind of the other two schools that are most talking to, most interested, I guess, with Purdue now. Which is interesting. I mean, it seems like for a while Purdue was down to about three guys and that was going to be it. And Okay, then bank a scholarship for the 2021 class where Indiana's pretty loaded and uh, seemed like we're in a good spot. So it's kind of interesting. Painter, I mean, I trust Painter. He's got – seems to kind of pick – pick the right guys that are either late bloomers or that end up blowing up um, before kind of other people get on them. So Matt obviously likes something. Yep. Well said. Um, any closing thoughts? 
going into the, this weekend? Just win the game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how. Just win the game. So to see, see the young guys take a step forward here, I think, and this is going to be a game. Multi-sack game for George. A multi-sack like game? It. Multi-sack, yep. Yep, I like it. Um, you know, I, I just I want to make some turtle soup out of the Terps. Make some turtle soup and uh, boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Terrapins. Boiler up. Tanner Lee here of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a follow on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe to the Boiler Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, boiler up, hammer down.